Well, this is Richard C. Wilson at the Family Office Club. Uh, we're doing an investor mandate interview today with uh, Charles. Welcome, Charles. Thank you. It's great to be here. And uh, what type of investor are you? Okay. Well, I'm like many angels and VCs. I focus on seed and growth stage, usually tech companies, which is an asset class characterized by high risk and high return. And on cap tables, I appear three ways. I might appear as me personally as an angel investor. I might appear as which is a small family office. We have that in common. And I might appear as an SPV of which is my main identity. That's a fund serving individual accredited investors and larger investors such as family offices. Okay, great. And technology is such a broad space. There's manufacturing tech, there's health tech, there's FinTech. You know, there's 500 other little niches that you would know better than me because you focus all day long on tech. So if you were to scope in the geography of what types of tech companies you look at, but also the sub niches that get the most traction uh, with you under those three different roles where you could show up on the cap table, that'd be great. Okay. Well, um, I, I do the same kind of investing just with different size checks in all three of those okay. identities. Um, the parameters of my investment, um, first of all, I have a global purview. I really focus on North America and Europe, but I do some in Africa, Middle East, South America, Pacific, et cetera. Um, my preference is strongly for equity or the equivalent you know, rather than debt. Okay. And I'm a multi-stage investor. So I usually take an initial stake, four to five figure range, excuse me, five to six figure range. And then I increase it to six to seven figures as the um, enterprise is proven and justified um, up to overall enterprises and even eight or nine figures. Sure. Now, my mandate, and I'll get to the subsectors in a moment, but my mandate is twofold. One is financial. I seek an overall IRR of at least 25% per year. And um, given the risky uh, field that I work in, I know that some of my companies will do um, very well and some will be complete busts. So right. I look for uh, a proposition of at least a 10x return in five years as a minimum threshold. Some will do okay. better, some will do worse. Okay. And then beside the, the financial uh, mandate, I have an impact mandate. So first of all, I wanna provide professional execution, network deal flow, financial strength, et cetera, for all accredited investors, even those who don't have the time and resources to do it themselves. Mm -hmm. And secondly, all of my investors, whether they're individuals or family offices, uh, should feel that all of their investments are impactful. They should take pride that everything is innovative and makes the world a better place. So I think I can achieve the high returns with those uh, additional impacts. Sure, sure. Okay. And what's your number one type of tech company you're trying to source right now that you'd like to get through the family office club? All right. Well, um, I usually look for seed or companies at the first customer stage. Uh, they're usually deep technology fields, um, meaning they're hard for non-specialists to really understand. Okay. The financial and impact mandates that we spoke of. What that translates to practically is more than half of my work is in the health or biomedical field hmm. um, with strong components of energy, materials, sustainability, et cetera, following. And I prefer companies that have an IP or some sort of protective sustainable advantage. And usually they produce some sort of a concrete product or consequence. Okay. 
And what would be the number one piece of advice that could save an investor $100,000 or make them $100,000 or just save them a bunch of grief that you wish you knew 20 years ago? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to start out with two givens and then I'll lead to the advice. Sure. Two givens are, you know, I've been to many of your events and I respect and admire the people who have amassed, you know, big pocketbooks. But they're usually working with lower risk, less innovative, purely financial type deals. And those are more easily analyzed by spreadsheets of historical numbers and returns. Right. In contrast, when we're sourcing and evaluating riskier and high return deals, we need a different network. We need deeper technological resources and judgment. We need more time and human interaction because mm -hmm. in summary, we're looking forward with less data rather than backwards with more data. So the two consequences of that, the distillations, one, you have to treat this as an asset class, whatever, however much you allocate to it, right. with necessary diversification. If you try to pick a few winners, you're not smarter than everyone else on the planet, and I guarantee you will lose money. <laughs> Secondly, if you don't have the background, resources, time, et cetera, to do this, don't pretend or fool yourself. Partner right. with specialists who do. Right, great. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. And uh, I think the, the specialty background to conduct the due diligence is so critical. If you imagine the, the smartest rocket scientists in the world uh, are bringing in a Bill Gates to look at a specialty surgical practice that's selling or a new fintech company, well, Bill Gates is a bad example for that, but someone who doesn't have all their background in niche space and you find three people who have sold their fintech companies or sold their surgical practices, they're going to have just such a depth of nuanced knowledge versus what it doesn't matter how sharp you are or how much money you have. You're not going to be able to navigate that deal fluidly and not, you won't have the intelligence to de-risk it, I'm guessing. That's essentially part of what you're saying right there, right? Right. Well, I have a lot of background. I spent most of my life in the first computer science field and then in the biomedical research field. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know everything, certainly, but I think I know something about evaluating other experts. Sure. You can find Nobel Prize winners who say yes and others who say no about the same proposition. So just because a luminary backs something or supports it, that's not enough. You have right. to probe and check and um, do your diligence even on the luminaries and, and their arguments. So Right, um, right. And, and their biases and motivations and, and how much right. they invested, whether they invested $10,000 or $10 million or And uh, luminaries have not done that. They don't have the skin in the game. <laughs> right, right. Maybe they've got advisory like shares to invest something symbolic. Right. Uh, so I think that right there could save someone $100,000 not being persuaded by just some anchor investor supposedly came into this deal. So now everyone should follow them blindly, you know, uh, whether it's a good deal or if you're driving off a cliff. I think that could, that could help a lot of uh, private investors listening here. And I know from my background in research that um, there's always different opinions. And, you know, I, I think I'm smart as other people, but I know I don't know it all. And so I listen and right. I always invest, work with and invest together with others. I have colleagues sure. who will like to run a whole deal by themselves, but I think that that's a little bit foolish. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, I, I sometimes tell people there's so many sides to every issue that I argue with myself in the shower every morning. Right, right. And if you don't, you're actually the crazy person probably, <laughs> right? So <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, so what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you, Charles? Is it, uh, do you prefer LinkedIn, email, phone? Uh, email or phone are the two things. I don't do any social media, so I'm a, I'm sure. a retro dinosaur in the LinkedIn, what's up, what's down, <laughs> that sort of thing. Sure. Dot com is the email, and I'm happy if 
someone wants to call me, but it'll usually devolve to an email exchange of information and right. conversation. Right. Okay, great. Well, appreciate your time here today in this interview and uh, hope to see you on one of our virtual investor discussion panels or uh, another event we're putting on here soon. Well, very good. Thank you very much and enjoy Thank the you. work. Yeah, enjoy the snow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Take Bye. Care. Bye. Bye.